Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is one of our new board members this year for 2020, Ryan King. Ryan is the regional director for BSA Life Structures. So Ryan, thanks for being here today. Len, thanks for inviting me to do this with you. Well, tell me, Ryan, how did you end up in construction? How did you end up in this industry? Well, it's kind of a long story, but the short of it is, it actually happened way back in fourth grade. I was a bit of a uh, troublemaker, and I would always get sent away during recess. And I would have to read something out of the encyclopedias back then. And I finally made it to W. And Frank Lloyd Wright was in there, and I read about Frank Lloyd Wright. And ever since the fourth grade, I was interested in architecture. You fast forward to today, and I I went to architecture school. I worked a lot of construction in college. I was actually uh, part of Taylor Morley. I worked as a carpenter there, and uh, my interest with construction and design had always been a part of my life, and then eventually started working in an office for an architecture firm and worked my way up, and here I am today with BSA Life Structures. I've been with BSA for about nine years this week, actually. That's tremendous. So we've got one more troublemaker in the construction industry, huh? (laughs) Yes, yes. So you made the move then from working in the field to getting into architecture. How did that career change happen? Just by happenstance, you know, there was a, I was working in the field. I did, I worked for a company down in Springfield, Missouri, where I went to, where I went to college and 9-11 happened and things got a little strange as everybody probably remembers. And I decided to move back home to St. Louis, and I was able, I was fortunate to know somebody at a firm, and I was able to get a position with an architecture firm back then, and that's kind of how I made the transition. I'd always heard from uh, family members and folks that I knew that making the transition from the field to the office was going to be difficult, and it did take a lot of years to get, get acquainted with not being in the sunshine and, and being on the field and all those things, but that's how I kind of made the transition to the office. Well, I will say that prior to your being on the AGC board this year, I knew very little, if anything, about BSA Life Structures. So could you tell us a little bit about what BSA Life Structures is and what they do? Well, BSA Life Structures is a fully integrated AE practice. We do architecture and engineering. We also have service lines for equipment planning, operational planning, commissioning, and 
a few other services, including registered nurses that do part of the operational plans for healthcare organizations. And the engineering component is the basic makeup of that is mechanical, electrical, and plumbing design. And our architecture and engineering practices are really focused on healing, learning, and discovery. So in the discovery markets like the science and tech research type industry, a lot of labs and things like that. And learning, we really focus on the higher education. And then healing is pretty self-explanatory. It's anything healthcare. And we have six offices across the country. And we really try to invoke the creating inspired solutions that improve lives, which is our main tagline. And through that, we, with our practice, we believe in all of our regional offices, we provide local local leadership and national expertise in the fields that we practice in. So this is really a pretty good size operation with six offices around the country. Is St. Louis the biggest, the smallest, in the middle? We're in the middle. We have 20 full-time folks in our office in St. Louis, and we have 225 across the firm, across the country. Why did you decide to get involved with AGC of Missouri with your career? What led you to get involved or get engaged, or how did you find AGC of Missouri and, and get involved with the supplier service providers? I'd always been aware of AGC Missouri, but I wasn't aware. I always thought it was for the contractors. Based on my previous background, that was always a thing in the in my mind that AGC was a very beneficial organization. But it took a number of years to actually get introduced to the organization. That happened with a meeting I had with Anthony Lancia, and had lunch with Anthony one day, and he introduced me to the fact that. AGC Missouri isn't just for contractors, it's for everybody involved in the construction industry, and that was the first that I actually realized that. And so based on what our practice does and our relationships with the industry, I thought it was a perfect fit for us to get involved. And uh, being the regional director for the St. Louis office, it made sense for me to get highly involved in the organization and find out what AGC is all about and help promote the construction and industry in St. Louis and wherever. Uh, You are truly highly involved being the chair of the Supplier Service Provider Council and on our board of directors. So I'm assuming that you're getting a lot out of it since you are putting a lot of time into it. Yes, and I think that's a fair statement. I, I've really enjoyed uh, the relationships that have been able to develop through the AGC. Everybody is very open and accepting, and and everybody seems to be moving in the same direction to further construction and, and for my part, design, and, and everybody's willing to learn and and work with each other very easily within this organization. Now, what I've seen from the Supplier Service Provider Council, especially in light of the COVID-19 situation, has been really that group has stepped forward, whether it's the 
design community, the banking community, the legal community, all the services that those folks bring. They've been doing webinars. They've been providing a lot of information to other folks in the industry that has really helped our members overall navigate through this process. The Service Provider Council provides a unique opportunity with our expertise to help the membership in ways that is beyond just the trades and working in the field. And I think this pandemic has really shined light on on how all of us are intertwined and how all of us can help each other. And I find it really great that the Service Provider Council is willing to, the members of the Service Provider Council are willing to give up their time to help the other members. And we see that through all the webinars that are being provided. Matter of fact, there's one happening here this week yet, and that's hopefully going to be a pretty good one as we try to get back to some form of normalcy. And I know the Supplier Service Provider Council has also been the driver behind the AGC First initiative to try to help members do business with members. And it seems like that only makes sense to help our members work with other members. Yes. And that was a initiative that we, with our council, provided last year was revamping of that AGC First it's not an award anymore, but more of like a certification. And then we struggled a little bit of finding what our mission might be this year, but with the, unfortunately, or fortunately, you can say, with the pandemic, it has enabled us to really shine a light on the diversity that the service providers are made up of and can help the whole AGC Missouri as a whole organization. Now, Ryan, what do you see ahead? The market is changing. The industry is changing. There are a lot of new things that are ahead of us that few, if any, of us really have a crystal ball that's that clear. So what do you see happening in the next 12 to 18 months ahead in your world? I really think there's going to be a change in in design. I think I think people are going to really start to hone in on how design affects people and how it affects how one can work and how one and how organizations are going to be better suited to be positioned for the future. And design, I think, is going to be at the forefront of that. And I think there's going to be a lot of planning and thought that goes into how projects that are either in design or about to be in design change. And I think that's going to be a very, it's going to be a very enlightening kind of renaissance to design, I think, for certain building types that are out there in the marketplace, mainly healthcare. I don't think that design of those facilities is going to be as formulaic as it was prior to the pandemic. I think things are going to change a lot. And I think that's pretty exciting for us that are involved in healthcare design. This really is a tectonic shift in the whole built environment as far as how you design things, how you look at 
placing different pieces in a facility, how people move, the whole traffic patterns, just a tremendous shift for you all, isn't it? Yes. There's going to be a shift in how healthcare organizations operate and receive visitors to their facilities, receive goods to their facilities, and receive patients. It's all going to be quite a bit different, I think, in the next few months, years. It sounds like the whole process of training and retraining and maintaining your certification, I know that you have to certainly take some ongoing education. I think there's going to be a lot of work to be done there to sort of reposition that whole design community about the new built environment. Yes, and I think it's going to be really important that I think it's going to become really evident that folks that specialize in certain markets are going to have a leg up on those that are trying to enter into those types of design markets. And I think our partners are going to really appreciate those that stay on top of things and educate their staff and bring new ideas to the table. That much more reason to work with a reputable firm like BSA Life Structures as I get into this world, correct? Absolutely. Well, Ryan, I thank you for your time today. Thanks for being engaged with AGC in Missouri and for your help with our Supplier Service Provider Council. I know that, as you said, this year that council, probably more than a lot of other years in the past, has really stepped forward and really helped the overall membership. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Len, and thank you for having me do this. And from all the Suppliers Service Council folks, I think we, we just want to help, and we really appreciate the opportunity to help all the members of AGC Mo. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.